eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, on Tuesdays by Dwayne Long. Dwayne, there was no spring. There is only summer. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I can, I'm sitting here watching my dogs eat right now. can open the door and let them run in and out. World's a good place, especially now. Looks like we're going to have football. It does look like we're going to have football. It's good football weather, although our Buckeyes are practicing indoors. Those of you who have been around saw that everybody arrived yesterday. We got a bunch of great pictures of guys walking into the dorms in masks with food and boxes of clothing and workout gear. We're not going to get a chance to look at them up close anytime soon. One thing to note, though, the idea of college football returning has gotten some serious traction. A proposed preseason calendar was going to be voted on by the powers that be. Voluntary workouts June 1st to the 25th. Mandatory workouts July 13th. Walkthroughs and meetings July 24th. And then preseason practices August 7th, 29 days before the first game. They'll be going for 20 hours per week. We're not going to spend a lot of time breaking this down. We are just thankful it's come back. The formality of this, getting it to the people who vote, is a major, major step. So we will have football. What it will look like for the fans, I don't think anyone has any idea right now. And we'll work that out as it goes. That's going to be an interesting topic in and of itself. But there will be football. Life will go on, which is wonderful. We will continue Dwayne's depth chart dance here after the break. Let's first cover something that's not that enjoyable. J.C. Latham, arguably the best left tackle prospect in the United States, a Wisconsin native via IMG in Florida, was thought to be a heavy Ohio State lean. The crystal balls reflected that. Unfortunately, as Steve Wolfong and others have told us through the Zoom recruiting process, Alabama has managed to turn J.C. Latham, and now appears the big left tackle will sign with the Crimson Tide. Your thoughts on the developments and what it will mean to the class to not have Latham in it? Well, I, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. Like you said, this kid, uh, I don't know that it's a very short list. He's not the best left tackle prospect in this class. Uh, he's on the short list. I'm talking post-it note uh, short list of, of guys who, who uh, you know, you would look at and try to pick one. Uh, so it's a blow. That's the thing that has been what we, we started with Jim Trestle. We got the, got the recruiting back up to you know he shut down ohio back when ohio was 
really one of the more elite states for football talent. There's still talent coming out of the states, but not like it did, it did in the Trestle era. Then we moved on to Urban Meyer, who decided the United States of America was his recruiting backyard. And then we've moved on, and Ryan Day is killing it. You, the, what it, it all comes back to is if you've got the raw materials, you're going to be better. And getting these elite guys coming in is very important. You've got to have the, the best of the best coming in to be the best of the best. And, and that's what we've been doing here, uh, you know, going on, pushing on 20 years now. You know, so we got to just, it's, let's not try to say, oh, no big deal. It's a big deal. It really is. Now, looking on that, that's just the reality. But the, the, the thing you have to look at, too, is how well we've recruited recently at tackle. It's huge. If, if Jim Bowman was still running um, the offensive line recruiting, this would be uh, devastating because tr getting an elite tackle in here, he just wasn't getting it done uh, often enough. And, and right now, we got him kind of stacked. We had the, the, the number one uh, left tackle prospect in, in the country come in two years ago with, um, with Nicholas petit Frere, and, and, you know, then we stacked up with some other guys. We got uh, uh, Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones played more often than Nicholas petit Frere. That's just a fact. We've got Paris Johnson in here who is – I, if you asked me to pick between he and J.C. Latham, I would just smile and say next. Because uh, J.C. Latham is, is, a, is absolutely a monster prospect. But Paris Johnson, if you ask me to pick, I'm picking Paris Johnson, and I'm not going to think about it too hard. He's just that much better. Paris Johnson is as, I mean, when I'm looking at, at uh, uh, offensive linemen in the state of Ohio, he belongs right up there. I'd say, you know, you've obviously – everybody compares to Orlando Pace, but who's next on that list? I would probably put Paris Johnson in there. You know, and there's only one or two other names I'd even consider. So it isn't like it's the disaster it would have been the way we were recruiting. We weren't getting enough tackles in here. Uh, we've got Chrisman already for next year, and the, the, how underrated that kid is. It, I, I have a hard time reading stuff. But number 15 in the country, come on, man, did you watch this kid? Uh, it, that's just insane. So it isn't a disaster. It's just you want to keep stacking these elite guys, and, and here we're losing one. But uh, another thing to put in here, we're, it, it's June. Buckeye Nation, it's June. It isn't like we can't go find another one. You know, there's there's uh, uh, there's a lot of guys out there uncommitted. We could still go get another guy. Uh, may not be uh, J.C. Latham quality, but we can still get another left tackle in here. And we're not exactly struggling for uh, for elite tackle prospects right now. So uh, you know, let's put it in perspective. Hate losing them. If we can, get, I'd stay after. I would stay after that kid till till signing day. Uh, and that that's just all there is to it. But um, still, let's let's put a few more kids on the board, and uh, and you know try to get another. Just because he's the top of the top of the heap doesn't mean that we can't get another really outstanding tackle in here. So let's just move on.
it does seem like the depth chart at Ohio State was sold against his commitment here and the fact that Evan Neal, a recent Crimson Tide tackle who also played at IMG, has thrived. It is interesting to note that that left tackle is kind of the one spot left for Ohio State to have a guy get picked really high in the draft. Once that happens and Paris Johnson comes out or Nick Petit Frere, the light comes on, or even Dewan Jones, that will help. It was quarterback, and then Dwayne handled that. Justin Fields and Joe Burrow in absentia have added to that as well. But it seems like left tackle is that last spot Ohio State needs to just kind of quarter the NFL futures market. We're going to take a quick break, be back, and do the defensive back depth chart. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are back. The defensive back outlook went from yikes to, all right, we got something here. When Sean Wade decided to forego the NFL draft and come back, any mock draft you see, he is going to challenge Jeff Okuda and Sean Springs to be the number three overall pick, the highest picked cornerback in the history of the NFL draft. I could see it happening. He is that good. So we know there's one starter at corner. Let's go with Sean Wade and kind of explain his impact on the rest of the guys. We're going to go two cornerbacks, two safeties, and then a slot corner. And after that, maybe we'll have some bullet discussion. Take it away. Okay, well, obviously, how many of us just just uh, uh, went out and had a drink over Sean Wade coming back? I mean, I did a naked John over it. Was that, that, was, that was just, you know, we needed to get him in here. Keeping him was massive. Because that meant the, a complete overhaul a complete overhaul of the defensive secondary, including uh, uh, the, the number five guy, your, your nickel. So him coming back is just – it gives us something that we can hang on to. We can, Instead of uh, uh, putting our corners, just, you know, deciding a bench corner uh, or, or field corner, what we can do is say you follow their best receiver all over the field. That's an important point to make because they did not do a lot of that last year. Usually they were kind of left, right, Arnett, and Okuda. But in speaking to Randy Wade on the Bucknuts Almost Live podcast over the weekend about 10 days ago, he did say the plan is for Sean to move with the best player on the opposition. So that's something to look forward to as well. Well, I wasn't aware of that, but that it makes perfect sense. You, you, you just do that. Uh, and because you got a bunch of guys with inexperience, that's a thing. Now, on the other side, you've got to look at um, uh, Cameron Brown, who played more than any other backup. He really did. You know, we're, we're not talking about him. He came here as a wide receiver. Here he is getting a lot of reps uh, in, at cornerback. So th- that was a real surprise. So you've got to put him in pencil him in at number one on the other side now I got a feeling that might change I've always believed in seven banks go back to comments I made about him coming out of high school I thought we stole one with him and so far whenever he's been on the field something happens something happens good so I think he's got it and Dan I cannot leave Tyreek Johnson out of this 
I can't. I, Tyreek Johnson is the same kind of athlete as Sean Wade. He may even be Jeff Okuda athletic. Yeah, I said that. He has never been asked to play a position. What the coach did, he's doing what was in the best interest of his football team, and that was put a unique athlete on the field and just let him run around and make plays. And that's what Tyreek Johnson has, has – it's what he did all through high school. Now all of a sudden he's got to come in. He's got to have his steps down. He's got to have his hips right. He's got to read. He's got to read the receiver as well as the play. He's got to do a lot of responsibilities now. He's got to stay home to play the run. He's being asked to really, you know, start over, wipe the slate clean and start over as far as learning where to play. And that's what consistently comes back. I'm sure you've heard the same thing from your sources that just the kid is just all over the place. He hasn't learned how to play cornerback yet. Let's give him, a, let's give him some time. And I'm telling you, he's a unique talent. So I got to leave him in the cornerback mix. Uh, I think those are going to be the four corners. The three I mentioned here just now, and Sean Wade, that'll be your two deep. They'll move them all over the field and, and uh, get those guys lined up, get them some more experience. You know, it's, let's be honest about it. This is not going to surprise anybody that's listening to this, that uh, defensive backfield, January 2021, when we look back on this season, if it's not the season we expected it to be, uh, I think the, the, the smart money is on uh, that the defensive backfield just – we lost too many guys. We got too much inexperience, and it showed. Hard to dispute that. Imagine what it would have been like had Sean not come back. Who do you see starting at both safety spots? Proctor played a lot of football last year, and I, he was one of the better one, – one of the guys with the highest interceptions total last year. He always seemed to find the football, so I think we can put him in an ink that he's going to be one safety. Who's going to be the other? I would take the field. I don't know who's going to be over there, Dan. It's just, for me, the, the most talented kid that is going to be in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center come uh, August uh, 7, is that when we're, we're supposed to officially start? I don't think he's in. I don't think he's here yet. Lathan Ransom, I watched his film, and I remember last year at this time, looking. I heard we were interested, and I looked up his film, on the um, on the on the site, uh, the two four seven rankings, and I could not believe how far down the rankings he was. And then I looked at his offer list, and I said, you know, when you're talking about underclassmen, you really have to focus on offer list more than rankings. Uh, I do anyway, but you know, I usually make my own rankings. Ransom, I could not believe what I was seeing. Ber- versus both the run and the pass, this kid is a five star. And with what we have here right now, I believe that if he's not the starter early, he's going to be the starter eventually. He's, he's got the, the full package. He can come up and play in the box if you need him to. Really, he, he attacks a run like a linebacker. He's got great ball skills when the ball's in the air. He's as complete a, line, uh, uh, a safety as, uh, as we've had, you know, as far as just pure talent. Uh, in a while. I mean, we are cornerback university. Uh, we're doing better with safeties. We, you know, with Jordan Fuller got drafted. And we're better back there. And Malik, uh, Malik Hooker is one of the, what, probably top five uh, safeties in the league. Uh, this kid is, is right up there. He can do it all. Uh, 
and and I'm looking at the depth chart. Uh, the guys that we had had uh, coming in from last year are probably going to get a much better shot. I, who else do you put in there, Dan? I mean, we just don't have the numbers. We lost a couple of kids uh, due to an off the field matter that uh, I, I don't even want to mention their names. That uh, one of them was definitely a safety. Uh, and he had a lot of experience, so he was probably going to get a real good shot. And the other was playing both uh, uh, corner and safety, mostly nickel and, and, in, and into safety more so than straight-up cornerback. They're gone. We lost them too. So we don't exactly have, have the depth that we want at safety. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I, I like where we're going with the current class. But for this year, I don't know. I, Proctor and then – pick one and I think it's going to be uh ransom is going to be the other starter like I said if not at first I think eventually he wins the job I don't think there's any question that Wade Proctor and Banks are going to be on the field all the time and then we'll rotate the rest of the guys in there I don't think that's actually as big of a deal as it might have been a few years ago with teams playing so much nickel and development of the bullet position so I still think they're in great shape we should all be very thankful that Sean Wade decided to return because I do not think it would be realistic to have national championship dreams without him based on the roster. He is there, though. We'll be back next Tuesday. We are done with our depth chart previews. We're going to have to mix it up going forward. Have a good one, Buckleheaders. Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale. Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.